Hello, church. Come on, let's give Jesus a praise. Come on. Yeah. Woo! Wow. We are so grateful and thankful for your love and kindness. It's been absolutely awesome. Don't you just love Pastor Ron and Pastor Deborah? What amazing, amazing people. You know, uh, I, I get to travel the world and we get to travel the world and we see the who's who in the Christian zoo. And, um, and it is a zoo. Um, and, uh, you know, authentic people who hunger for God and love people um, stand out. And your pastors stand out. They are... They're amazing people. We honor you. We thank God for you. You want to say anything? <laughs> awesome. Could we, could we all stand for a moment? Could we all stand from the, the, the uh, no bl- nosebleed section up there to the floor? Let's, I'm going I'm to set up what we're going to do at the end of, the, of my sermon. Okay. Usually I could do it at the end and surprise you, but I need to practice it first. Okay, so everyone do this. Get one finger. Go like this. That's your vision. Get two fingers. The Bible says, one put a thousand a flight, two will put ten thousand a flight. Get three fingers. Now put your hands together. Go back to one finger. There's, a, there's been a nice rain on this nation, but God's about to increase it. Two fingers. Three fingers. Four fingers. Okay. Okay. That is our practice. You can take your seats. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Canada. Part of the Commonwealth. God save the Queen. (laughs) Uh, You have an election tomorrow and, uh, you know, my dad uh, was a politician at 65, he retired from ministry and went into ministry, into politics. And he started a political party called Family First. And he said, every bit of legislation we're going to do through the view or the lens of the family. And he actually became a senator. And uh, it was never in history had anyone started, stood for parliament the first time and got in. And I believe that, that your prayers can shift things in nations. Amen. Amen. I, I keep getting this phrase when I was in the service, but uh, I'm not going to preach on it, but I keep getting this phrase because I think it's a prophetic statement. Um, it's in you. 
So many times we're looking for it to come to us, but it's actually in us. You know, Canada, it's in you. Revival is in you. You don't need revival to come to you. It's in you. It's in you. And if you understand what you carry, the greatness of who you are, and understanding that wherever your foot treads is your inheritance, it's in you. And I'm here to declare over your church, over this city, over this nation, there's a revival in you that go, is going to be released through you to the earth. It's in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's in me. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's in you too. <laughs> Turn to your back door neighbor and say, how's my hair? <laughs> also, I do want to uh, honor Martin Smith. What a, what a legend in the body of Christ. Uh, it, Literally, when I was a youth pastor, I used to play in a band called Cutting Edge. And they said to me that friends of mine came back and they said, there's this band in England called Cutting Edge, but they changed their name to Delirious. And we started singing your songs in our youth group. And I can tell you, youth camp after youth camp after youth camp, where we sang your songs, that people encountered Jesus. And I want to honor you from the body of Christ to say thank you for releasing a sound that literally touched my nation and touched my life. Thank you. And also Kim Walker-Smith, what an amazing gift you are to the body of Christ and uh, what you carry. And everywhere I go, the impact of Jesus' culture through your life and through Banning and obviously the whole team. But, uh, you know, we met many years ago at a Jesus Culture Conference, and I just want to say it's an honor to uh, see what God's doing in you and through you, and we are blessed to have you in the body of Christ. And I, and I do want to say this, my wife is a powerhouse, and, uh, and I, I, have, I married the greatest wife in the world, and uh, thank you for what you carry for the body of Christ, and also for our own family. It's, a, it's incredible. I, 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 um, I'm going to speak a sermon uh, called Fire, Rain, and Oil. In one, ca one chapter, Kings, <laughs> one... Kings chapter 18, it's jet lag. <laughs> Elijah was sick and tired of the situation of the nation. The nation was in drought. You know, if you look at my nation, people see music of Hillsong and Planet Shakers coming out of Australia and think there's this great revival happening and there is great things happening, but the truth is 8% of people in my nation go to church. 8%. I have two children one's 22 and one's 20, and if they came home from doing a test at school and I said to them, what did you get? And they said, 8%, it wouldn't be praise the Lord. 8% isn't a very high statistic. My nation has so many great things, but it is in drought spiritually. And let me suggest to you, Canada isn't much different. There is a drought because there's a lack of rain spiritually. Wherever rain is, there is blessing. Rain talks about refreshing. Rain talks about prosperity. Rain talks about blessing. Rain talks about outpouring, the outpouring of the Spirit. There's good things happening in pockets, but generally our nations need an outpouring of the Spirit of God. It's just the fact. And Elijah, for three years it hadn't rained. 
And so Elijah says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's my Australian version of it. G'day, mate. She'll be right. That's a very Australian. You go, a bolt. Um, we go, yeah. You notice Australians are very nasally, yeah. And the higher it gets in the nation, so from the south, we're a lot more refined. But the higher it gets in the north, it, they get slower. Must be the oxygen in that part. Of so Melbourne is a little lower than Sydney. I live in Melbourne. Sydney is a little slower than Melbourne. Just want you to know that. Uh, and then you get up to Queensland. It, it isn't Queensland, I can tell you that right now. It, it's the land of the snake. It's the land of humidity. And it's the land of good beaches, though. There are good beaches. And so there was a drought. And Elijah says, okay, okay, we, we're going to... We're going to do something about this. And so they went up to Mount Carmel, and he said to the prophets of Baal, we're going to see whose God is real. So he said to the prophets of Baal, you go first. He was a gentleman. And so there they are, and they, they began to scream and call out to God. And this is where I think there might have been some English in Elijah and some Australian in Elijah, and maybe a tad, a tad of Canada in Elijah, because the Bible says at about noontime, Elijah began mocking them. <laughs> now in Australia, how we tell, show you we love you is we mock you. We've got it from the British. Uh, I don't know if the Canadians are like this. You're probably more polite than us. But we love mocking people. And so Elijah began mocking them. And he says, you have to shout louder. He said, for surely he is a God. Perhaps he's daydreaming or he's relieving himself. That's in the Bible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or maybe he's away on a trip or he's asleep and he needs to be awakened. So they shouted louder following all their normal customs. They cut themselves with knives and swords until the blush gushed out. And they raved all afternoon. The first rave party in the world was in the Bible. It says, but still there was no sound, no reply, no response. Why? Because they were worshipping a God that's not real. And we have people that worship things that aren't real. Your money is not, it's not a power. It's there to serve you. It's not a God. When you are dying of cancer, you need something more than your money. When you're about to go from this life to the next life, you want to make sure that you have your right, life right with Jesus because Jesus is the only God that can save. So your money cannot save you. Your relationships cannot save you. Your education cannot save you. Your career cannot save you. There is one that can save you, and he has a name that is above every name. I love how they... So, how I pronounce the, the God that they're worshipping, the God of Baal, some people go Baal, I say it's Baal because he bailed. You see, your money will bail on you, your relationships will bail on you, your career will bail on you, your health at some stage will bail on you. There's only one who won't bail on you. Right? And so Elijah got, he said, okay, stop, 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 stop. And he and the Bible says, he said, rebuild the altar. You see, we are the place. The Bible says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. 
So what are places of altar? It's a place of sacrifice. We need a generation and generations to rise up that won't just live on yesterday's sacrifice, but will rebuild the altars of prayer, rebuild the altars of faith, rebuild the altars. Uh, you know, see, the problem we have in this generation, there's no absolutes. And so people get worried about these, these theologies on different things, but if we teach a generation, there is some absolutes. See, it's by grace that I'm saved. I receive grace, but that doesn't make me great. Discipleship makes me great. Grace gets me in the family. Discipleship develops me in the family. So, so many times we wait, and we, well, I just have grace, and I do it, whatever, whatever, whatever. No, I, have, I serve God out of grace. I don't serve God for grace. I have grace, so it motivates me to serve more. You see, sometimes people think, well, there's no absolutes. No, no, the truth is there is absolutes. There is a heaven. There is a hell. There is a God. There is a devil. There is only way to heaven, and his name is Jesus. It's absolute. Hmm. Elijah says, rebuild the altar. Then what does he do? He says, pour some water. Sorry, um, you're Canadian. I need to translate that for you. Serve some water. <laughs> I was on a plane in America one day, and this hostess comes up. She says, what would you like to drink? I said, a water. She says, sorry. I said, water. She says, sorry. Water. I said, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Can I have a water? She goes, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't speak English. <laughs> what is precious in drought? Water. You see, here's a principle. We pour what is precious to us on the altar of God. We say, God, I'm going to give what is precious to me. That's my time. You know, so some people try to fit God into their schedule. I turn up to church and, and every three weeks I, I stamp in and say, God, I did it for you. And God says, wait a second, when you were born, there was no star over your manger. I'm the only one that had a star over my manger. And I'm the only one that has AD and BC. So your calendar isn't you, your calendar is him. In him I live and move and have my being. So many times we try to fit God into our calendar. God is your calendar. Well, I'm too busy. The very first thing we do is give up serving God. I'm too busy. I'm having a break. But you don't have a break from sport. You don't have a break from your hobbies. But you have a break from God. Doesn't make sense. Bible says seek first. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people over the border. <laughs> seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Oh, I'm just stressed. I need a break. No, no. If I seek him, I'll get peace. If I seek him, I'll get joy. If I seek him, I'll get power. <laughs> Amazes me that we now in, in the Western world have hour services. And I'm okay. Hours are right. Because we're trying to worry about people. You know, we don't want, to, we don't want them out worshiping too long. But they can go to the hockey and line up for hours and have to walk through traffic. And then they, they're there and they sit and watch this game and they buy the, the product and the merchandise. And then they say, well, all the, all the church is after your money, but you, the hockey's not. Uh, just saying. 
Sorry, I'm an Australian, forgive me. He poured what is precious, not just once, not just twice, but three times. He poured what is precious. And then he said, God, would you send your fire? Would you send your fire? And immediately the fire of the Lord came. And here is a, a natural situation that is supernatural. You say, huh, what do you mean? You see, we, we want to see the, the rain, the, the drought broken by rain. What's the first thing you need to do to see drought broken in your life, to see rain come? Well, I did some research on how rain comes. It needs heat from one level to hit another level. So when something is hotter than something that is colder, it creates evaporation. <laughs> so when the fire came, it was the start of the miracle. In Acts 2, when the fire came, it was the start of the miracle. But I, I also did some research on fire. Because Australia have a lot of fires. We call them bushfires. I don't know what you call them here. Wildfires. Right? We call them bushfires. And the, t the thing that scares the, the life out of a firefighter is when one fire front joins another fire front because when they join together, they become unstoppable. The Bible puts it this way. Where two agree concerning anything, it shall be done. The Bible puts it this way. One will put a thousand a flight, two will put ten thousand a flight. When our fires come together, so in Acts chapter 2, when the fire of God came, it came on each one of them, but they put their fires together. That's called the church. Right? So the fire came, but fire needs three things. It needs oxygen. It needs heat. And it needs fuel. It needs oxygen, it needs heat, and it's fuel. And it, 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 so every firefighter knows if I can take the oxygen out of the fire, I can stop the fire. If I can take the heat out of the fire, I can stop the fire. Or if I can take the fuel out of the fire, I can stop the fire. In Australia, what they do when there's fires, they go ahead of the fire, and they do a thing called back burning. They burn up all the fuel, so when the fire hits, there's no fuel to, to burn, so the fire dies. The devil is the greatest back burner. Because you know what the fuel is? See, God brings the oxygen, his breath, his wind. He brings the heat, his power. But you know what the fuel is? Hunger. Every revival that has stopped has stopped not because God hasn't has stopped breathing and stopped his wind. It hasn't stopped because his power has stopped. It stopped because the fuel wasn't there. You see, it's hunger that attracts heaven. You know, I hear people say to me sometimes, well, I'm just being me. They'll stand there and worship, and I'm just being me. Just being authentic me. It's just who I am. And I ask them, well, which you are you? And they go, huh? I said, are you being your flesh you? Or your spirit you. Because your spirit you is designed to praise. Your spirit you is designed to worship. The real you is your spirit because your flesh is going to die. So get your flesh to come in order with your spirit and say, okay, spirit, dominate my flesh. That's why I clap. That's why I shout. That, yeah. 
Oh, uh, I'll give you something here for free. When, what was Satan made out of? He was made out of stringed instruments, wind instruments, and percussive instruments. What was he? He was the worship leader of heaven. So out of who God created him, he had, he had stringed instruments, percussive instruments, and wind instruments. And when he, when he got cast out of heaven, God cast him out of heaven, and he put him over the earth. And out of the earth, then God created Adam. And Adam is there, the dust man. And the Bible says God breathed into Adam, and Adam came alive. But what did God put into Adam? God put into Adam stringed instruments. They're called vocal cords. He put in wind instruments. They're called lungs. He put in percussive instruments. They're called hands and feet. So when you use the very thing that God created you to get in the devil's face, see, the devil cannot do what you do. And so the real you is the string singing you. The real you is the one who releases a sound. The real you is the praising you. Would somebody give God... Now, who? Wow, I gotta, I gotta hurry, 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 hurry. So, fire needs fuel. How hungry are you? We have an election. How hungry are we to see change? How hungry? You see, fire has an amazing ability, it fire, you, it, but we need hunger. You think all through Scripture, a small guy climbs a tree just because he's hungry to see Jesus. There's people everywhere, and something attracts Jesus to a small tax collector who's ripping people off, and he, he's attracted to his hunger. What was it that attracted him? It was hunger. It wasn't the bird in the tree going, ah! No, it was a guy who had hunger because heaven is attracted to hunger. What about blind Bartimaeus and they're trying to tell him to be quiet and there's people everywhere but he keeps hungering and he says Jesus son of David and Jesus stops there's people everywhere you see hunger stops Jesus in his tracks but what about what about the woman with the issue of blood think about it Old Testament she was considered unclean she was put out of the camp Old Testament anything that's unclean that touches something clean, it makes it unclean. And the law could put you to death. But there was hunger in her. And so she thinks, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. And the Bible says she pushed her way through the crowds. In Old Testament, she's technically making them all unclean. She's, this could be life threatening for her but there's such hunger in her that oh, if only I could reach out and touch the hem of his garment then I'll be made clean and Jesus stops and says who touched me there's people everywhere touching him but somebody's hunger stopped him you think about that you think about Jesus the, you think about the girl, lady, answering that question. If she says it's her, it could be death. And she says, it's me. And he says, go, your faith has made you well. There's a shift, there's a paradigm shift. 
It goes from what is unclean, touches clean, makes it unclean. Now whatever is unclean that touches clean, the, the clean makes the unclean clean. There's a shift because of hunger. You see, our hunger shifts things. Oh, I've got so much more to say, I better hurry. You see, a fire, uh, this is what happens with planet shakers, Jesus culture, you know, delirious, all started and have continued because we've been hungry. This church is the same because we're hungry. We want to see God move. Remember in Leviticus, the Bible says that God started a fire and there was a priest's job to keep the fire going. God starts a fire, but it's hunger that keeps the fire going. Right. But you think about this fire. A fire's heat can cause updrafts. <laughs> so when we're so hungry for God, we create an updraft to the heavenlies. A fire's heat, watch this, a fire's heat can cause thunderstorms. This is crazy, right? Can cause their own thunderstorms. A fire's heat can cause thunderstorms which create lightning strikes. We go to places... And Martin, you know, I told him a story. He, he hadn't been in my youth group. We go to places where people have been healed, delivered, touched, and set free, and miraculous miracles happen, and we actually haven't been there. But lightning strikes, revival strikes have hit those places. We send our kids to sleep at night. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe plant shakes are boring. We put people to sleep. Uh, but, the, you know, our kids have been in fact that we hadn't met you guys before. And, and because of the hunger there in Melbourne and what God has done, there's a lightning strike. There's a revival strike that touches places. And when there is hunger in a place and the fire begins to grow, the atmosphere created over that place creates lightning strikes. I, I, have, I wasn't going to tell you the story because I don't tell it as good as Sam does, but we turned up to Ireland one day. We'd never been to Ireland. And the pastor of the church we were with tells us a story about his mother who was not a Christian. She was, she was a promiscuous. She would sleep around and she got sick. The, the pastor would witness to her. She wasn't interested in God at all. She wasn't interested in... And, uh, and she got sick and she went to the doctors and they said, oh, you have HIV, you have AIDS. She's devastated but still doesn't turn to Jesus. So the pastor has a Planet Shaker CD and it's got a song called Nothing's Impossible on it. And she gives it to his mother and said, you should just listen to this. So every day... She puts this CD on. She's not a Christian, but this song starts ministering to her, and she doesn't even know what it is happening, but she makes her start feeling good on the inside. Through you, I can do anything. Through you, I can do all things. For it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. She goes back for some checks, and they do some checks, and they go, we don't understand, but you no longer have HIV. Your AIDS has totally disappeared. Now she gives her life to Jesus because she understands the worship that she was listening to had set her free. We'd never met her. We'd never talked about her. We didn't know anything about her. But because there were a hungry group of people in Melbourne, Australia, there was a fire and an atmosphere that created revival strikes. 
Wow. But watch this. As fires grow in their intensity, with the right combination of atmospheric conditions. What's the atmospheric conditions of, of, uh, of churches? Prayer, faith, generosity, giving, love, Holy Spirit. With the right conditions, a fire tornado can be created which are unstoppable unless you take the fuel out. God doesn't take his oxygen, he never takes his heat. It's us who take the fuel out. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel never backslid when they're going through hard times, they backslid in good times. The challenge is when God blesses you, do you get less hungry? Hmm. So the fire came. But listen to what, that was just the start of the miracle. I've got to hurry. The Bible says, Elijah said to Ahab, go get something together to eat, to drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. What is he saying? Go party because there's a rainstorm coming. I believe church should be the biggest party in the planet. I believe it's a place there should be celebration, should be dancing, there should be singing, there should be freedom, there should be joy. We don't need some boring Christian. Some people say Christianity is boring. No, just some Christians are. When Jesus fills you with his spirit, it's the most exciting life you could ever have. Church should be a place of freedom and love and power. Here, you see, the world try to get high on stuff. You know, people snort lines to get higher. Cocaine. I snorted some lines before I came. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You see, people try to get high on relationships and drugs and money and all different types of things, but we got the most high. You can't get any higher than him. He is high above everything, and he doesn't let you down. You go from glory. Come on, somebody. You go from glory to glory. I hear a mighty rainstorm coming here, Christ City. You hear it before you see it. So faith comes by hearing. So what did Ahab do? He went and drank. But what did Elijah do? He climbed up higher. It's time to go up higher, church. Conference is good, but it's time to go up higher. Conference is just a start. It's time to go up higher. So he climbed up higher. I'm here to tell you there are new levels to take. We could fill this service, this church, four or five times on a weekend, pack it out with young families and young people, young at heart people. Climbs up and he begins to pray. I love this about this church. You pray. Amazing to me how many churches in the Western world don't pray, which basically say they don't need God, which basically says they are God. Because someone who doesn't pray really says, I'm God, I've got it sorted. Just a little thought. So there they are. Oh, good, I'll take Mr. Stand here. Thank you very much. And he's praying. He says to his servant, go have a look. So the servant goes for a run. No rain. It's running back. Elijah hasn't moved. He's like, oh God, send rain, send rain, send rain. Any rain? No rain. 
Goes running again. It looks. No rain. Uh, any rain? Uh, no, no Pastor Elijah, no rain. And his mind probably, if he was Australian, would have been thinking like this. I hope you don't ask me to go again. It's all right for you, Pastor Elijah, sitting on your blessed assurance and where while we all do the work. <laughs> go again. If that Pastor Ron asked me, there's no rain. If he, if he asked me to go again, I'm going to find another church that has a 45-minute church service. Doesn't require anything to look for anything more because I, I, I don't like being challenged because I'm, I'm me. <laughs> Any rain? No, go again. I used to run. The word is used. First time I started running, I was like, oh. Second time, I was like, oh. Third time, I'm loving it now because the more I ran, the, the more capacity I have. The more you go and run and look where you see nothing and you go back again, the greater capacity of faith you have. <laughs> go again. <laughs> awesome. I love this running. God, what more can I do? I, can, can I clean the toilets? Can I do whatever? Go again. Four times. Wow, this is amazing. You notice what the servant did? Every time he went back to where God spoke. He didn't go to somewhere else. Four times. Ooh, I hope you asked me to go again. I love serving this church. Five times. Oh, no rain? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're still believing. Hallelujah. Six. Oh, this is so much fun. I can run a marathon now. Go again. Go the seventh time. Wow. Praise the Lord. And then he gets her. And he's like, O-M-Y. It's Old Testament. Oh, my Yahweh. It's not, oh, my God. Old Testament. Right? <laughs> I'll need you guys in a sec. <laughs> um, he's like, I can see a cloud. Woo! Pass around, pass around, pass around, Elijah, I mean. I can see a cloud. Tell me about that cloud. Well, it's, um, it's the size, it's the size, um, Pastor Ron, Pastor Elijah, it's the size, um, it's the size of a man's fist. Well, good on you, brother. Imagine if you turn the weather on. Today in Edmonton, there is going to be a great rainstorm coming. Because in the radar, you see that sort of little dot. You'd say, I'm turning over the news channel. 
He said, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. See, heat had to come into the sea for something to rise. Our faith rises things. And Elijah shouted, hurry! I'm here to tell you, Christ, you, you see, right now, to you, this is a big thing what God's doing here. It's big, it's great, it's amazing. But in 10 years from now, you'll sit back and go, it's the size of a man's fist. I look at Planet Shakers and we sat with 300 people and now touching millions and, and now millions in 10 years will be the size of a man's fist. He said, quick, if the musicians can come. If you don't hurry, the rain stops you. I'm here to tell you, get ready to run. A huge outpouring of blessing is coming your way. And the Bible says, and soon the sky was black with clouds and a heavy wind, a heavy wind, a heavy wind, a heavy wind. There's a heavy wind going to hit your life. A heavy wind in Acts chapter 2. And there came from heaven the sound like a mighty rushing wind. A heavy wind always takes rain to places that you could never ever know. And it began to rain. But it starts with people who keep looking. It starts with people who rebuild the altars of God. It starts with people who pour out what's precious. It starts with people that might only see a little sign, but they know that something great's about to happen. But it starts when our fires converge and come together. So I want us to stand on our feet wherever we are, and it's not a time to leave, it's a time to receive. <laughs> And I want to get us back to this. What, that's your vision. That's your, what you're believing for right there. It's nice, isn't it? Nice little rain. But then you join faith with the person next to you. And all of a sudden, there's an increase that happens. That's stronger. But then you, you start something even greater and more come into agreement. Then all of a sudden, there is a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. I hear the sound, Christ City. <laughs> Woo! What's this? What's this? Pastor Ron has a vision. Then people come around that vision. Then other people come around that vision. Then all of a sudden, there is a sound in Christ Church. In Christ City. In Christ City, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on. I hear a sound of rain. Would you lift your hands all over this place? Say, I receive it. Come on, let me hear you. Say, I receive it. I receive the outpouring of the Spirit of God. We receive it for Canada. Lord God, we're hungry for you. We're hungry for you. We want more. We're believing for more. In your name. In your name. Come on, come on, come on, come on.
Anyone that's hungry here, come on, come on. Let it rain. Come on, church. Come on, come on. Rain. Open. Let. Let it rain. Let it rain. Hey. Open the bar. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the top to the bottom, let it rain, let it rain. Open. Let it rain. Let it rain. Who's sick and tired of the devil ripping off your nation? Who's sick and tired of the devil ripping off your family? Who's sick and tired? Who, who's sick and tired of it? Right. Now, we're going to sing this again, let it rain, and I'm, I'm going to push you a little bit. We're not going to sing like the British do. Step up a lip. We're going to sing like British soccer fans do. Crazy, right? If you really want a breakthrough and hunger attracts heaven, and the real you is a worshiping you, the real you is a praising you, you've got to get your flesh to come into agreement with your spirit and let your spirit dominate your flesh and we're going to sing this again from the top right through there and I want us to sing with everything some of you might want to get out of the front I don't care however you want to come come on come on let's sing this let it rain yeah hey let it rain open come on church come on church let it, let it rain. Hey, let it rain. 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 Blood in heaven. Come on, 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 come on. Let it rain. Oh. Let me hear you. Let it rain. Let it. Yeah, let it rain. Let it rain. The trail is breaking. Let the trail break. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let it rain. Yeah. Oh. 
the fire. Rain. Open them. If you can speak in a heavenly language, just begin to speak in that heavenly language. Hey, 
into you an incredible boldness into you it's it's like at times you're like God I I don't know if I could do this I got great desires but God's gonna put an incredible confidence into you and right now I, I, I understand being a pastor's kid all the great things that come with it but all the challenges but God is gonna use you he's gonna raise you up and there's gonna be this authority that you carry like you've never carried before And he's going to put a roar in you, a roar. There's a roar in you. And in the name of Jesus, I release a roar in a a level like he's never known or ever seen in the name of Jesus. Would Would we roar on the count of three? We're going to give a roar and it's what God's going to release into his spirit. Here we go. One, two, three. Boom. Yeah. Hey. Jesus! Jesus! Yeah! Come on, church! Hey! Then ah. again, then again, control. I want more. Now, where's uh, this is what I felt the Lord speak to me. That uh, there were going to be, this is a church for all, I see it's a church for nations. But there were going to be literally thousands and thousands of African youth that are going to join this church. And there's going to be a revival amongst African youth. Um, literally. It's going to be church for all, and there's going to be all nations. But God is going to bring in literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of African youth 
that are going to release. Uh, they're going to come in and they're going to uh, disciple them to release a sound in this city. Uh, what? Give me a hand, bro. Fire. 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 Yeah. yeah. Fire. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, more, more. From the top of his head to the tips of his toes, more, more. Bam, more. There's a, there's a scripture. I, I really feel this. Uh, and now I'm, I'm really, I don't, I don't do this every time. But I really feel for you, uh, Martin, that it's not a new chapter. It's a new era. It's a new era that God's bringing in, you into. And an era is to lead... But an era is also to put a mantle on the next generation. And God's going to bring people, young colts, C-O-L-T. Jesus says, go find a young colt, untie them, bring them to me. And the Bible says, and the disciples put their mantle, their cloaks on him. And God's going to give you young colts, young people of worship, young people who want to see the nation's touch in worship and releasing a sound. And He's going to bring them around you and you're going to put mantles upon them. And they're going to carry Jesus into cities. And you're going to carry Jesus into places. And every time they go into those cities, it's like carrying the mantle that you placed upon them because you saw something in them and you untied them. People have said, no, no, they're messy. No, no, they're like this. But God has seen something. You saw something in them and you found them. And Jesus says, bring them to me because I need them. I need them to be raised up to change the world. And God is going to multiply, literally multiply what you have done in the last 20 years. He's going to so surpass what He's going to do. And there's going to be sounds and songs. I see schools. I see studios. I see all these places where people are going to be trained in the ways of the Spirit, the ways of sound, the ways of excellence, and the ways of reaching into the secular world with a sound that does not compromise, but actually releases. It's a Daniel. Daniel understood Babylonian, but he released a prophetic sound into Babylon. And God's going to do that in you and through you. Uh, now, now, where's Jen? What you see is like, God, that, that's what, you, what I talked about, the cloud the size of a man's fist. You go, God, that... That's what I see where we're at. I, I, I see there's more, but God's saying the cloud's there. And the, and the cloud, there is going to be a, a release. And this is what I feel. Again, it's what I feel. What I went to at the start. It's in you. It's not in me. I don't live here. 
Martin doesn't live here. Kim doesn't want live here. It's in you. You carry the sound of this city. You carry the sound of breakthrough in this city. There'll be people who come and add to your sound and echo your sound, but they're going to be a sound release in you, in you, in you. Would you grab the hand of the person next to you and you begin to pray, God, in, in them, we release that sound of victory. Uh, grab that, let's say, grab the hand of the person next to you. We're going to pray that God uses the person on the left and on the right in such an amazing way. Yeah. <laughs> so let it rain, Lord. Let it rain here in Canada. Let it rain in Edmonton. We hear the sound of abundance of rain. We've heard it first. Now we're going to see it, Lord. We're going to keep looking and we're going to keep sounding and we're going to keep praising. And God, it's in us, 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 it's in us. And I release what is in us. Christ in us, the hope of Edmonton. Christ in us, the hope of Canada. Christ in us, the hope of the nations. It's in us. 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 Everyone say, turn to the neighbor and say, it's in you. And now what you need to do is say, I receive it. Turn the other neighbor and say, it's in you. And now get your finger and point it at yourself and say, it's in me. I have the God of the breakthrough. I have the abundance of rain. I am a hungry person. I'm hungry for God. Increase my hunger, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Would we give God a shout of praise one more time? Yeah! Hey! 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 I want more! I want more, Jesus! I want more, Jesus. I want more. I want more, Jesus. I want more. Sing it again. Sing it again. Yeah, Jesus, ah, and down in my soul, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, just before I do two things before I go, it's three things. I know it's a little late, but I'm I got a long flight, so you can wait. <laughs> I just felt. Holy Spirit say to me, Pastor Ron and Pastor Deborah, thank you. Thank you for raising up a church that's hungry for God. Thank you for contending. Thank you for carrying a spirit of breakthrough. Thank you. There is such a, a great spirit that you carry. And I just felt God saying, just tell them, thank you. Thank you. And we honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. 
We honor you. Come on, just for a moment. His awe is in this room. Just receive from him. Would you lift your hands just for a few more moments as we worship just a little bit more? every head bowed, every eye closed in this room. No one moving around. You're in this room right now and there's four types of people in this room. One type of person, you know Jesus, you're in love with Jesus. Second type of person, you've never known Jesus, you don't know what it's like to have your sin forgiven, you don't know what it's like to have peace with God, but today you can. Third type of person, you once knew God, but you're away from Him and today Jesus is saying, come on home. Fourth type of person, you're not sure if you're right with God. Let me suggest to you, I'm married to my wife, and if you ask me, are you married? And I say, I'm not sure, then there would be an issue. You can be sure today. So for the second, third, and fourth type of person who are the VIPs of this meeting, the people who don't know Jesus, never given their life to Jesus, once knew Him, but turned away from Him, or you're not sure, but you wanna get right with Him, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, Russell, I don't know God. I'm away from Him. I don't know what it's like to have my sin forgiven. I don't know what it's like to have peace with God. But I want to. Would you pray for me? We've prayed for a whole heap of things. But this is the most important thing we do, Christ City, is as people encountering the saving grace of Jesus. And you say, Russell, that's me. I'm away from God and I need to get right with Him. Never known Him, once did, or I'm not sure. Would you pray for me? If that's you, and you say, that's me, would you lift your hand and I'll see it and you can put it down. Say, include me in a prayer. Thank you, ma'am. Who else would say, thank you, sir. Thank, who else would say, that's me. Thank you, ma'am. Over here, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else would say, that's me. I'm away from God. Thank you. I see your hand, sir. 
I see your hand there, ma'am. Who else will say that's me? You're in the, the bleachers. You're in the, the balcony area. You say, I'm, yeah, thank you, right there in the back corner. Who else will say that's me? I don't know Jesus, never have, once did, but I'm away from him or I'm not sure. Who else would say that's me? Would you pray for me? I need, yeah, thank you, sir. God bless you. Who else would that say, I, I, I need Jesus. I don't know him. I'm away from him. Who else would say that's me? There's at least five more people in this room right now that God is speaking to. Would you lift your hand and I'll see it and you can put it down. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now this is what we're going to do because you are the VIPs. This is why we have church. It's not for the Christian. It's actually for the unsaved person to come to know Jesus. That's why we have church, to raise up people to win the world. And so I'd love the honor and the privilege of leading you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus. So if you bought somebody and they're not right with God and they want to get right with God, we will make a way for you just here. Just separate just through here. Those who want to get right with God, I want you to come and stand in my vicinity here so I know who I'm going to pray for. Would you come? We will make way for you. Come on, church. Let's give them a big hand as they come. Come on. Come to Jesus. Come on. Come to Jesus. That's so good. So good. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, church. That's it. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come, 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 come to Jesus. Let him change your life. That's it. This is so good. Come on, church. This is why we live. This is why we exist. God loves you. We love you. Oh, welcome home. Come on 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 home. Come on. God loves you. He loves you. We love you. God loves you more. Come on home. Come on home. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. People are coming. Church, come on. Let's not be tired and clapping people into the kingdom of God. People are coming, come from all. You say, I didn't lift my hand. Doesn't matter. If you need to get right, come, 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 come to Jesus. Let him transform you. He loves you. He loves you. There is a drought that will be broken by his blood. We thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So everyone, wow. We are so honored and so blessed. I want you to come in close to those who are, this is a holy huddle. Come on, come on. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And everyone's going to help you in this prayer. And then Pastor Ron's going to come and tell you what you need to do and uh, what we're going to do. Thank you for listening to this bald Australian, by the way. People think I have a twin on the front row. By the way, bald people are anointed. We are getting raptured quicker than everyone else. Bald people write songs. Shine, Jesus, shine must have been written by a bald guy. <laughs> so we're going to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus. Whether for the first time, whether to rededicate your life or whether to be sure. Would you pray after me? Dear Jesus. Everyone help them pray. Dear Jesus. I believe you died for me. You died for my sins. So I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe that you rose again and you're alive. So come into my life. Be my Lord. 
be my savior, be my friend. I close the door to my past and I open the door to my future with you on my side, with you in me. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Watch this, watch this, watch this. This is so cool. The Bible says, not Russell, not Pastor Ron, the Bible says, to as many as received him, he, God, gave you the right to be his children. What does that mean? That means God is our dad. Now you think about this. God has no limits. He's rich in love. He's rich in power. He's rich in joy. He's rich in peace. He's rich in resource. He's rich in healing. And we now have the rights as his children to access his inheritance, our inheritance. Now, I have two children that will ring me all the time. Dad, can I have some money? Now, if it was somebody from the street that rang me, number one, they wouldn't have my phone number. But they have, they're my children, so they have the right to access my wealth, access everything I have. Now you have that right. So everything God has is yours. And you have a whole heap of people who are your friends and your family. So welcome to the family of God. Come on, let's give them a massive, 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 massive ham. Yeah! Thank you. That's wrong. Thank you.